Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today is our listener response show to October's questions of the week. We're going to read through some of your responses and let you know what we think. These are all spooky ones, Dave. Right. So the first movie was Possession, and we asked, what movies subverted your expectations on your first viewing? On Facebook, Finn said, 1974's Chinatown with the great Jack Nicholson. You think you know what the reasons are until the final scene when he reveals with his daughter, all of a sudden it clicks. It wasn't about money or anything else, but getting his incestuous daughter slash granddaughter back. Yeah, that's a, a big, that's a pretty big gut punch. Yeah, that that movie's a big twist there at the end. Absolutely. You do not expect that. No. Um, I was expecting some kind of more just crime stuff. Not, yeah. Not this level of crime. <laughs> yes, I know. Because, like, like Noah Cross had already committed, like, some pretty heinous crimes. I mean, yes. you know, like, depriving the city of Los Angeles of, of water. Right. Um, you know, like, yeah. I, I thought aquatics was the extent of exactly, it. Exactly, you know? yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Carly messaged us on Facebook. She said, I thought It Follows was going to be terrible. I only watched it because it was filmed in Detroit, and I grew up in Detroit, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was intense and original and unexpected. <laughs> Unexpectedly well done. I told everyone who would listen about it. So many films get hyped up and then I'm disappointed when I watch it. But It Follows was the total opposite. Have a great day, dudes. Hey, thanks, Carly. Yes. Oh, you too. Absolutely. And It Follows rules, by it the way. It Follows. That is a great movie. Um, I, I need to watch it again. Me too. And they announced a sequel. Wow. I forget what it's called. It's like They Follow, I think. Okay. I think it's They Follow. Um, But the one of the weirdest visuals I've ever seen in a movie is that old lady walking toward the camera, like going across the campus. Yeah. Like, Limping in in like a a, a shawl or I mean just like oh. not a, not a shawl but like a an yeah. undershirt like a slip oh. I mean it's like it's so creepy and it's just an old lady walking yep but because she represents what she does you know it's a demon it is amazing yep. there's so much good camera work in there there's yep. one scene when it just the camera just kind of slowly spins 360 yes and you see things moving outside and nothing happens Ooh. and it is the most edge of your seat shot you can have yeah um. It follows really, it really delivered. Yeah. I did not expect much. Um, I, I had, I had been told it was amazing. So I, I went in expecting a lot mm. and, um, I, so it didn't exactly subvert my expectations, but like I, cause I knew it was great or I'd heard it was great. So right. it was just a great movie, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And the ending gives me a lot of Freddy Krueger vibes. Really? Yeah. I like, I like it. Right. Um, cool. Um, my answers, I put <laughs> Nightcrawler. Literally, okay, yeah, because I thought I was watching an X Men movie. Oh, that's right. I remember <laughs> that. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Yes, I thought it was the character Nightcrawler yes. from X Men. Yes, my brother and his girlfriend at the time were like, "Hey, you want to watch Nightcrawler with me?" And I was like, "Okay, I guess," because I don't watch comic book movies really. Yeah. And I was like, "All right, sure." And I'm sitting there on the couch, and it's on, and I'm like, "When? When does like superhero shit start happening? <laughs> what's What's this Lou Bloom guy doing?" <laughs> So it literally subverted my expectations because I had the wrong expectations, and I love that. I freaking love that movie. Yes, man. That, it blew my mind. That movie, that movie is great. That's why I, we did it. I know. Uh, check out our episode on, um, on but Nightcrawler. a few other serious ones. Um, Man from Earth mm-hmm. subverted my expectations. I knew what it was kind of going in, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, that's a, a stay tuned for sure. We've yes. got to do that. Yes. Um, the one I love. With uh, Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. Oh my gosh! I yeah. threw that on the schedule, Dave. Cause okay. I've, I haven't seen it in a long time. I want to watch it. Oh, we're doing an episode. Great. We're gonna okay. do it on an episode, guys. Great. Huge twist in that. 
I thought it was just going to be like a couple relationship drama comedy, and right. it's way more than that. Yep. Um, and the ultimate on the list, Psycho. Okay. Psycho yeah, subverts yeah, yeah. your expectations like no other. Yes, it does. You, you go in with one movie, come out with another. I mean, people in 1960, I, I don't know what they must have been thinking when they when they walked out of that theater. I no. Mean, like 45 minutes into this movie, like the biggest star in the in in the. Yeah. Yeah. But Janet Lee's gone all of a sudden, and right. now we're we're following this dude. Right. Yeah. Something else. What do you got, Dave? Um, well, you know, sometimes I, I feel like I need to do a better job of coming up with questions that can actually be <laughs> answered, you know? Um, and, and But, you know, our listeners came through like they always do. Um, you know, for me, Exotica. Uh, when I was 17 years old and I saw the very alluring poster for this movie, I was like, uh, yep, I'm going to that one, you know? <laughs> Um, and even though it delivered on the sex stuff I was there for, it turned out to be this really sad film about loss and about living in denial and the illegal importing of animals. And, um, this is really quite a film. Um, and around the same time I went to a movie from New Zealand called Sirens. And once again, my intentions for seeing it were as base (laughs) as it gets. Um, and while it's not as heavy or even as good as erotica, as, as exotica, I should say, um, it's still a sophisticated movie about adult themes. Uh-huh. Um, so I had to be taught this same lesson about expectations more than once. Yes. Um, and before we move on, I, I, I need to touch on something from our most recent Facebook post. You brought up Carly's response earlier, but yeah. you know, it follows. Um, she is one of our most loyal listeners, and she brought up this movie from the hip. And I mentioned... I had a story related to it that I'd be telling on our upcoming question okay. of the week show. Yes. Um, so when I was 12, we had a family vacation at Disneyland and I'm the oldest kid. It was me, my brother, my sister, my mom and dad, and my aunt. And back then you'd get your hand stamped at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you'd leave the park at about six, go have dinner or whatever, come back. And when we came back that night, my brother and sister and I went on the teacups ride and for those who don't know, it's an Alice in Wonderland themed ride where you're in this teacup sitting on a saucer. And while the teacups are moving around this board, you have this wheel in the middle that you can make the, you can work it to make the cup spin on its axis, yeah. you know, for, for more speed yep. and extra thrills. Well, my brother was 10 years old at the time and he was hyper as hell. And as you can imagine, he was spinning this wheel as fast and as hard oh, as yeah. he could. Mm-hmm. And by the time the ride was over, I was so nauseous I could barely stand up, you know. <laughs> and like my mom said that like at one point she she saw us flying around and like I was a, like our faces were a blur because my brother was just like <laughs> cranking this wheel as hard as he could. Right. Um I I stagger off the ride and and my aunt takes me back to the hotel. And while my family continues their fun, my aunt and I watched the Judd Nelson vehicle from the hip. <laughs> wondering how this related <laughs> yes i know there it is everybody the greatest oh story gosh. ever told you, you subverted my expectations thank for that you. that thank was you. excellent yes. <laughs> what did you think at the time of the film yes um well i i, I was a little kid so i thought every movie was good you know <laughs> <laughs> and you were nauseous you probably don't remember exactly I, all i wanted was like a, a bed to you lie wanted in like a seven up and yes, a cookie exactly which i think was provided <laughs> all right good. yeah my, my aunt really came through seven up was my grandma's secret potion for upset stomach well and they they use it at hospitals too like because my, yeah. my my brother and i got another scrape <laughs> where we ate a whole bunch of flintstone vitamins and they 
induced vomiting with Seven Up. Oh my God, Dave. Yeah, I know. You you had some kind of childhood. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I remember eating those Flintstones vitamins. My oh, mom yeah. hid them. Oh, oh they're that, so delectable. And that was the right move. Like <laughs> she should have hidden them because like right. we we took the bottle. We thought. Oh they were yeah, delectable. that was before child safety caps were invented. Exactly. Man. It was like yes. you wanted Fred, you wanted Barney, you can have them all. They were there for the taking. <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, uh, everybody. Thank you for the responses on that question. Yes. It was awesome. Um, let's move on to the next movie, which was Society, Dave. Mm-hmm. I had to say it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are the grossest special effects you've ever seen? We got a few responses on Facebook. Finn chimed in again. He said, Raiders of the Lost Ark, near the end, when that Nazi gets his face melted off, just puts me right off. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And it, it certainly does. Right. Um, Tom says... Tetsuo, the Iron Man, still makes me shiver. Just thinking about it has me reaching for the remote. Same here, man. Yeah, I mean, it didn't sicken me too much when I watched it recently, but it did a little bit. Because you yeah. just like, of course, you, you know, the first thing you think of is what it would be like to experience that. They and, were, yeah, you know, it's really, it's terrifying. I think some of the sex stuff with the metal and really disgusting in it. Yes. Yeah, so, like, ugh, man. Right. Um, and Erica chimed in. She said, the Steve Martin film Novocaine. Don't remember literally anything else about that movie except the scene where he pulls out all his own teeth. It still makes me squeamish just thinking about it. Oh my god, I know. It's oh. you know like that that's that's one of these uh these Steve Martin has a handful of like serious performances in serious films and this is one of them where it like talk about subverting your expectations. Yeah. Yeah, you don't go into it thinking you're going to see somebody like Steve Martin pull his own <laughs> teeth out, but he does. I've never seen it. Oh man. And I don't want to now. Okay, no, exactly. <laughs> um, I, actually, it's kind of intriguing sounding. Yes. Is it a good movie, though? It's a great movie. Okay, yeah. then I'll, I'll have to sit through it, I'm yes. sure. Um, my answer... Well, you go first, Dave. Give me your answers. Oh, okay. I went first last time. All we right. got to share. Got it. Um, well, we talked a lot about Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, I think, on the episode. I knew that was coming yes. up. Yeah. Um, rightly so, because the lawnmower and the zombie parts in the blender, I mean, like, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's extreme enough that you sometimes have to turn away. Um, and I also remember being grossed out by Raw, an episode that we did yeah. like previously, yeah. um, which we just watched for the show. That last scene of Adrian's hip and thigh all mangled is really striking and realistic. Ugh, and, yeah. And it's also disgusting, as is Justine's rash when she has that allergic reaction. Oh, that rash. Uh, man, really gross. Um, there's also uh, The Audition from 1999, yes, I believe. I haven't watched it. Who? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the famous sequence that we all know of where, where she, you know, like, where she cuts the guy up. Yeah. Um, like, it is so, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe how how much detail they go into with, with like, cutting off this guy's limbs. Um, and she's doing yeah. it slowly with like with piano, the piano wire. wire. I mean, yeah. it mm. is wow. It's uncomfortable. No, thank you. No, I know a lot of people won't watch it, and I and I'm okay with that. You it's know? on my maybe watch list. It's okay. not on my I'm good. Okay, list. It's right. on my maybe watch list. Got but, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I'd like to also focus on is mo- is something I personally find off putting, and that's movies that that veer into the uncanny valley. Um. Oh God. Yeah. You know, it's just. And if you're unfamiliar, the Uncanny Valley is the phenomenon where humans encounter an android or like a, a computer-generated person that's supposed to simulate human behaviors, but it's not quite, you know, doing it. Right. Um, not not quite convincingly realistic. Yep. Um, 
when Robert Downey Jr. was de-aged in Captain America Civil War, um, <laughs> it's not great, you know? It's one of the grossest special effects. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it too long, you'll start to feel queasy. You yeah, know? it's like watching Polar Express, man. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is that is the precise uh, comparison, yes. Um, and... I made a grave mistake a couple years ago and watched the movie version of Cats. Oh uh, my God. Oh yeah. That is, that was wow. Um, I don't really care for the movie in general, but to see these actors faces grafted onto these CGI cat bodies. Yeah. It, it just doesn't sit right. There's something weird about it to me. Yes. Especially because it's clear that they had the actors performing the movements live on set. Yeah. And, but for some reason they felt the need to animate them. You know, I they had to avatar them into cats. What what in the world? Why not just you have like some of the biggest stars in the world and they're all in cat costumes. Just film them in cat costumes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, guess, yeah. I guess it's for the furries out there. That's why it's there. OK, you know what? If you're if you're trying to attract furries, That's why it's there. Here's how to attract furries. Furries. <laughs> you know, you don't need CGI for God's That's sake. That's true. Oh, my God. I, I just man. Yeah, there it We're is. Just trying to get some equal representation in, in <laughs> cinema here. Very well. <laughs> I don't know. There's something uh, about Taylor Swift as a cat, though. I kind of like it. Well, I'm, yeah, not no doubt. Kinda like I mean, it. Yeah, not of course. Lie. Not, yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went a little more traditional here with <laughs> some okay. special effects, but I always remember one of the first things I remember. My youngest, grossest memories is the chestburster and Alien. Okay, always got me. Yeah, and I think. Ever since I saw it, like it's beca- it's been one of my favorite movies, actually. Yes. Even though I was completely disgusted by it, I was just fascinated that that could be in a movie and it's fake. I know. Um, yeah. So like that that effect alone, um, and then everything in the thing is a lot of that's pretty gross, right? Um, but I think the ultimate effect that I that makes me sick every time I watch it is in Cronenberg's The Fly <laughs> when Jeff Goldblum vomits on the hand and oh, melts it, yeah. and he like. Eats it? Like, I just see, like, vomits on a hand and melts it? Yeah, oh, God, it's so gross. Yeah. That really gets me. Um, the other part of the fly that, that always gets me is when Gina Davis has the, the, the dream about, oh, like, the giving baby. birth to Jeff Goldblum's baby. And the it's maggot? That oh. large baby-sized larva that comes oh, out. God, oh, God, it's pretty gross. It's, yeah. it's pulsating and... Man, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah. Um, so that's my vote right there. All right. All right, moving on to Raw, Dave. You already mentioned Raw on yes. the episode. Uh-huh. But this isn't about uh, gross things. It's what movies best depict the harsh reality of college life. Yes. Which can be gross, I yes. guess. Uh, yes, it can. <laughs> on Facebook, Tom chimed in. He said, yo, dudes, best answer is whiplash. Personal answer is human traffic, as that was my exact experience at university, and the film was set 40 miles away from where I was studying at the time. Is it harsh? Probably not, but it was real, and the consequences of that reality were harsh if not shown in the movie. Um, I've never seen Human Traffic. I know it's a British film. Yes. Um, And I looked it up. It sounds quite interesting. Yes. I I put it on my list after Tom made his answer, too, and it's now like something I'm I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, it's about uh, just college people hanging out. Yep. It's, it's what I kind of gleaned from it. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, But uh, it's more of like a real-life depiction of that, just what it's like. Yep. Um, which is what we're looking for, harsh reality or not. Right. Um, 
My answer, I, I thought of like the movie Orange County. It depicts a lot of the harsh reality of college in, in a few ways. Okay. Like, it has a few ridiculous moments in it, but I think it's a lot more grounded than some other college films. Uh-huh. Um, I just think Colin Hanks, uh, like his desperation and nervousness about going to college and getting into a specific college is very real. Right. And something that too many kids worry too much about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um. But another thing I thought of was, okay, bear with me for one second, though. Yes, of course. In Patch Adams, the Robin Williams movie. <laughs> but from Philip Seymour Hoffman's perspective. All right. Imagine you got to deal with this clown while you're trying to study for med school. Like, get out of here, man. I, everyone's got a roommate or a friend who won't shut the fuck up and let me study. Like... That's harsh right there. I'm with you, uh, man. I, I, I didn't talk about subverting your expectations. Yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's what we're all about. Not bad. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I think the social network speaks especially well to our current timeline. Yes, it does. Um, in addition to depicting party life, it's also good about documenting today's tech bro, uh, who more and more holds dominion over every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goodwill Hunting, speaking of Robin Williams, yeah, um, it's got a great story, and the whole cast is at their absolute best. Um, and it's maybe it's not like the harsh reality. I think that well, I should say the harsh reality of college life in it is like how Stellan Skarsgård like immediately thinks it's one of the like prodigies that he sees every day, or or one of one of the one of the students he sees every day. He yeah. he never suspects that it's like someone who doesn't even go to the school is solving these equations. Right. It's not the janitor. Exactly. You know. Um and then there's a movie that I don't like at all called The Rules of Attraction. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it. Oh my God. Please don't see this movie. Okay. <laughs> um it's it's based on a, another novel by Brett Easton Ellis. And the, the main character, played by James Vanderbeek, is Sean Bateman, who in the universe of Brett Easton Ellis is Patrick's younger brother. Yeah. And this movie, it's directed by Roger Avery, who was one of the producers on Pulp Fiction. It, it had the exact recipe for like something like, you're like, oh my God, I gotta see this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the first scene... Is uh, it, it, it makes you like we could have put this in the grossest special effects thing. Yeah. Because a girl is being a girl who is uh not herself, who has been drugged, obviously, yeah. and is is, you know, full of alcohol. She's like being assaulted and she gets puked on. Oh. And there's a freeze frame of the puking. Oh my god. You know? It's oh it's I, I fucking hate this movie so much. And it was like, really, the critics thought it was good. Like, it got good reviews. Uh, and people like, you know, like talking about how like, oh, it just really reflects, you know, great. The, the, the you know, the, the cynicism of today's modern youth. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't need oh, that. If, if you want to like show, you know, like the, the plight of people, that's one thing. But this is like an extreme bro version of that. <laughs> oh, man. And I fucking oh. hate that stuff. It was just edgelord horseshit. And that sucks. I, I hate it so much. Oh, God. Yeah, that is gross. Yes. And, yeah. Oh. Right. You had to squeeze that in somewhere here to <laughs> yes, get it up. That's right. Oh, my God, Dave. Right, I know. Um. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to The Return of the Living Dead. What are the funniest horror films? Let's okay. lighten in the mood here. There you go. This is what we do. We ebb and flow, Dave. We yes. always do. Light and dark. You know, we 
Go all over the place. <laughs> right. All right, funniest horror movies. On Instagram, Chris said, What We Do in the Shadows is hands down a masterpiece. I know you've mentioned it on the show, but it truly is a gem. The show is okay, but doesn't do it justice. The, the, the What new, We Do in the Shadows TV yeah, show. right. Another great comedy horror is Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but nothing compares to What We Do in the Shadows. Um, I agree. That's one of my top favorite horror comedies, What We Do in the Shadows. I'd say it's more of a comedy than a horror. Well... Um, you, you introduced me to that movie. Yeah, and um, I was so blown away by it. Yeah, I I have never like, I mean, it's one of those times where where you're just like, um, I was laughing like Burt Reynolds during it, like you know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you know, are busting yes, up like you can't breathe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's that good, right? Um, what about um Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Also an excellent movie. Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. Yes. Talk about subverting your expectations. <laughs> yes. that, we got a theme on this episode, dude. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen that, anybody, basically these two like redneck dudes um, run across a couple of like college party people, you know? <laughs> so it's a horror movie, but told from the redneck guy's perspective and the college people think they're murderers, but they're just like the nicest, coolest dudes who are getting accidentally mixed up in these <laughs> things where these idiot kids are accidentally murdering themselves. Right. It is such a funny movie. <laughs> and it plays on tropes so well. Yes. <laughs> um, and then on, also on Instagram, E.M. Yoder said, Shaun of the Dead. Let's go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for this all to blow over. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> you got it right there, man. Um, Shaun of the Dead rules, yep. obviously. I mean, the first, uh, you know, part of the Cornetto trilogy. Yep. Um, and between that and Hot Fuzz, you know, it's it just doesn't get any better. Yep. And Carrie chimed in. She said, Leprechaun. That movie <laughs> sucks ass. But it's funny in its own right. Yes. Yep. And I agree. Like, that movie is not very good. Um, uh, there's, I, I think I've commented on Facebook back to her saying there's a moment at the beginning where the old lady dies yeah. and she, her legs are just moving cause she's not acting, you know, she just sucks. <laughs> it's like, come on, can't you do another take? <laughs> like, yeah. It's a bad movie. Um, that movie introduced me to the, to the weird phenomenon of like retrofitting, uh, the star wattage of, of like oh the leading God. players. On the poster. Yes. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, friends had come out and when they did like a, a I guess they re-released the leprechaun on, uh, on video. And so they put Jennifer Aniston like prime on the cover, you know, yeah. leprechaun starring Jennifer Aniston, yeah, even it, though she was a no name when they made this movie, you right. know, it's her all green on the cover. Yes. Like, it, like, yeah. like looking behind her, they like yeah. color corrected it. So she's <laughs> yes, green. That's right. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, sh- a door open, I think with uh-huh. a shadow of the leprechaun, like yeah. coming out. Right. <laughs> it's such crap. It's such bullshit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, uh, put down a couple, Tucker and Dale was on my list yeah. and what we do in the shadows was on my list. Um, but Beetlejuice, I think is a great yeah, horror comedy. Definitely. Wonderful. I grew up watching it. I've watched it a million times. We used to have sleepovers and turn it on. And then the scene when they're, they're singing at the dinner <laughs> table and the, like the shrimp claws grab them in the face. We oh, used the, to get up and like sing that song. The Harry Belafonte. Song. Oh yeah, yeah. We would yeah. sing that. Uh-huh. Um, but I think downright you got to go with uh, the Evil Dead Two. It's yes. one of the ultimate horror comedies. Like when he's fighting his own hand that he cut off. Like 
You can't get better than that, dude. I wish I could remember the critic who brought this up, but like they they talked about like Bruce Campbell's um, commitment in that movie, and in specifically the the fighting his hand scene, like the the critic said, you know, amazingly, you're sitting there, you're an actor, you might be in Coven, yeah, you know, <laughs> and you don't know, yeah, so. Uh, I guess you have to go for it on the off chance that you become iconic and, right. and that your your the film actually is good. Right. You know. You should commit to it either way. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Do your best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so for mine, uh, Heather's was was big for me. There you go. Yes. Yep. Um, and Reanimator. Um, oh God! Yeah, I, I that's, just that's up there. I, I've seen that movie double digit times, and I laugh at it every time. The most famous scene, obviously, yeah. is the one where Barbara Crampton is on the on the slab, right? Um, and there's the head, exactly. Yeah. and it is funny. Um, it's probably not as funny as it was when I saw it back in like you know 2010. Yeah, it wasn't as funny as it was in the 80s, Dave. Uh, exactly. Yes, because that uh, was hilarious back then. Of course, right? <laughs> but the uh, the rest of the stuff in the movie, I mean, like the the. Everything with like all the the corpses coming to life and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, I like Death Becomes Her. Um, I like uh, the Burbs. Oh, okay. Um, the Burbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Um, it, it's <laughs> it's a fine chant. It's it's a wonderful thing that my my family and I have like you know recited to each other around the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> the um, burbs subvert your expectations. It sure it? does. Yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, recently, uh, the film "The Menu." I still haven't caught that one, dude. I watched it twice last week. Oh wow! Um, it's so good. I, I I can't believe I missed out on it when it came out previously. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Um, I want to see it again right now. Okay, um, I got to jump on it. Then. Yes, and it will make you laugh, and it's scary. Cool. Yes. Awesome. And Anya Taylor Joy, dude. Right. Yes. I mean, can't Thomason herself is a star. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretty awesome. Yes, right. <laughs> the Queen's Gambit herself. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um. Cool, man. Yep. Um. And now we got to wrap it up with the last question, Dave, from the Invisible Man episode. What is your favorite Universal horror movie? Mm-hmm. So, when we put this out there, maybe we didn't phrase this how we meant it. Right. right? Um. I think we were more talking universal monster, like classic monster movie, right? Yes. But we did phrase it a certain way. So we got answers slightly different than we wanted, but they're awesome answers. I know. Like, like you guys, like, like <laughs> they subverted our expectations. I know you, you saw our poorly worded question <laughs> and then like, like deciphered it and came up with good answers. Yes. You know? Yes. So our bad and you're good. And you're good. Yeah. Right. Um, the first response we got was on Instagram from one life. And she said, The Raven, 1935. That might count as a universal monster movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that one, though. Um, I haven't either. And then on Instagram, Trevor reached out, said, My favorite universal horror is probably American Werewolf in London. After owning and watching the making of Thriller on VHS as a very young child, (laughs) I was always interested in the scenes where Landis and Jackson discuss American Werewolf then... When I was about eight years old, it played on TV late one night, and I pretended to sleep but waited up until it started and watched the first 10 to 15 minutes of it (laughs) in the dark of my bedroom. After the initial excitement of seeing the young ones Rick Mayall as a patron in The Slaughtered Lamb, 
and the disturbing atmosphere created in the same pub, it soon came time for the two young Americans to head out onto the moors, and that incredible howl closes in on them. I was in a state of dread, and when Jack is slaughtered, I absolutely shit myself and switched it off. I slept with the light on for weeks. No film before or since has ever had that effect on me again, and to this day, the film remains my favorite monster film. Oh, that and Jaws, of course. Another universal classic. Cheers, Trev. Bravo, Trev. Another great response from Trev. Yes. Um... Yeah, the 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 comment about thriller really sinks in with me because I, I used to go to my grandma's house when I was younger and I would always catch thriller on MTV. I would just turn on the TV and be like what's on and I'd be like, "Oh, it's that werewolf movie that I always see the middle of." And, <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, right. "What is this?" And then, you know, years later, I found out it was a music video for Michael Jackson. Yeah. It wasn't actually a movie that I kept missing. <laughs> But it's wonderful. And the yep. John Landis and American Werewolf connection is so awesome. I know. Because um, like that 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 transformation thing in the middle of that movie, I mean, like yeah. it it really hits because it looks like it hurts. I know. know. And I mean, oof. Yeah. Oh, God. And when the fingers like protrude. Yes. Oh, yeah. dude. Pretty gross. Yeah. Gross <laughs> special effects. Yep. <laughs> um, we also got a response on Instagram from Mosmia Metal. It said, Cabin in the Woods, because it starts like so many other teen horror movies and goes in a clever direction. Also, Barbarian, if that counts as horror. Okay. It certainly does. Yeah. Yes. Uh, both good. Yes, absolutely. Cabin in the Woods. I, 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 I was kind of blown away when I finally saw that movie because yeah. I like, I, I saw it years after it came out, and I was like, oh my god, you know, how did I miss this? And it yeah. really is kind of it's masterful. You know, it's it's an awesome movie. Yeah. Um, I think I might have put this in the wrong section. Are these subvert your expectations? Questions? Because no. they, they both do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's, the coincidence with the subversion on this episode is I know. out of control. It is, um, right. but yeah, those are both great. And Barbarian, we just talked about that recently on a What Have You Been Watching? And right, man, it's great. And Justin yeah. Long needs to die. Yes, um. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. It's amazing, like the the uh, what they achieve in that movie with him, like saying the F slur. Oh, and like you know, right mm. then. Like, oh, yeah. Like, okay, he's the bad guy. Yeah. You know, this guy's the bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, on Facebook, Tom chimed in, not strictly horror, but Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is my all time fave and has been a, as long as I can remember. Brilliantly funny, just the right amount of creepy moments, and even stars Bella Lugosi and Lon Chaney Jr. reprising their classic roles. Amazing. The best original is The Bride of Frankenstein, though. That movie rocked. Yes, 100%. And, and that is um, but that is one of the universal horror monster movies we were referring to originally. Yes, definitely. Um, really, though, I think every movie mentioned here was released by Universal, which that, is pretty cool. And that is that 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 is really the the thing that like kind of blows us all away is that like you guys were like, okay, Universal, got it. Um, and then you <laughs> you knew what studios released these films. I mean, yeah, yep. top notch, excellent stuff. Yep. What do you got, Dave? I recently saw The Black Cat. They they screened it at uh, Alamo. It's so good. Yeah, that movie is. Um, it's really scary and it's also really funny, just like a lot of the Universal yeah. monster stuff. Um, and just seeing Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi square off, mm-hmm. playing characters that aren't related to their monster characters, right? It's it's really cool. Um, and then of course, Bride of Frankenstein is is next with the Invisible Man, one and one A. You know, my my favorite of the right. original, uh, yeah, monster movies. And then the Mummy is uh, is my other favorite. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
everyone inspired me. I threw a couple others on here. Yeah. Like, so like Psycho, which I mentioned earlier, and Jaws yes. are awesome. John Carpenter's The Thing is one of my favorite movies of all time, and Universal released that. But if we're going with the, the spirit of the question, though, like yes. my all-time favorite is The Invisible Man. Yes. And that's why we did it as an episode, because it's my favorite. It's your 1A, yeah. you know, or 1B, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And we had to do it. I just... It's not... He's not a traditional monster. I think that's what I love about it the I best. know. He's like a scientist that turns invisible and goes mad. Yeah. Um, He's not like... Frankenstein or Dracula or a mummy, you know, it's not supernatural. It's more science fiction. It is. I, yeah. I think that he might wreak the most havoc, though. Even though he's a human he being, he does. Like he, he yeah. probably has the most kills of any yeah. of any of the monsters, you know. Yeah. Um, but my one B right after that is the original Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one, and I just love, I love when he throws the girl in the lake. <laughs> yes. I don't love. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't love it because of what he does. Uh-huh. I love it because of what it represents. Of course. And then how the town reacts to him. It's just, it's so beautiful. I know. Like, it's tragic and beautiful. Well, and it, you're right. 100%. Yeah. Tragic yeah. and beautiful. I, I think my, my favorite aspect of Bride of Frankenstein, why I prefer it, is because of uh, when Colin Clive and Ernest Thesiger, like, get to philosophize with one another. Yeah. Um, I just love their scenes together. Yeah. And um, I also love the whole thing of, like, the, the, the people in the jars. I, I that it, yeah, it's that's just, cool. It's such mm-hmm. a cool effect, you know? Yep. Um, and I mean, like, what they were achieving back then, we, we talked about it in the Invisible Man episode, it still blows me away that they were able to get this on screen the way they did. It's still good. And we talked about it on The Clash of the Titans, like the special effects from back then. I know. I still love them. I know. They're great. You can tell they're not real. They're fake and maybe a little dated at now. But yes. Like, they're they're wonderful. Yep. All right, cool. So that's it. Yeah. Um, Thanks for all your responses, everyone. Uh, it was a great time as always. Dave and I uh, love doing these with you. Yes. Uh, so keep them coming. And Dave, why don't you let everybody know where they can reach us? Yes, we're on Facebook, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yeah, drop us a line. So until next month, when we respond to November's questions, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.